0: Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for another episode of Sippin' Tea with Joey and Marie. (laughs) It is on, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got so much to talk about. We have to talk about the brand new docuseries that just dropped on Hulu. Well, FX, actually, of Tupac Shakur and Afini Shakur. It is called Dear Mama. It's Mm -hmm. like the relationship between between them two, which honestly is amazing so far. We're going to get into that. And also, Suge Knight has some big plans. Yeah,
1: even though he's behind bars, he's figuring out a way. He has some big
0: plans. (laughs) We're going to get into those and we got so much more to talk about, man. But first off, we're going to start it off with Ryan Garcia versus Javonta Davis.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is surfacing all over the internet right now. It's everywhere right now.
0: It's all over the place and I'm sure you you know by now that uh, Javonta Davis defeated Ryan Garcia yes, in the seventh did. round with a body shot that was devastating. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And he hit him like he hit him solid. And and look, I'm gonna tell you right now. I went into the fight really hoping that Ryan Garcia would pull the dub, but in the back of my mind, you know, being a, a, a an ex boxer and stuff like that, I yeah. I really didn't think he was gonna pull it. Yeah, you know, pull that dub. But I was hoping for it.
1: He's still supporting, but you're like. Yeah. Wow. Still supportive,
0: but I was like, "My boy, I really hope you do this." And he came in there, and he came in there hot, and he came in there ready to rock. But as soon as he got knocked down, he stepped back a little bit. And uh, the thing about Javante Davis is he's really short, you yeah. know, compared to him. So he was going in head first a lot. And uh, honestly, when he started doing that, that's how he slipped in that body shot. Yeah. And uh, he took him out. But well, I, th- I think
1: with boxing, like because there's ten rounds, right?
0: Yeah. Well, this one was a twelve well, round. The, uh, fight. Yeah, a twelve
1: yeah. round fight. But like over twelve, yeah. Like to me, like you kind of have to pace yourself in those in those rounds because if as soon as you put everything right then and there, then you're not to f- finish off that fight is going to be a lot harder.
0: Yeah, you got you got to you got to keep your stamina. Yeah, and you know what he I mean? just kind of
1: through everything very quickly and then like that was it and it's like well you gotta like you got to pace yourself dude
0: yeah well and the thing about him is he's fought very short fights Yeah. so he was expecting to go in there and just take out and then uh, boom 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 yeah uh, Davis it like but it's, it wasn't gonna be that way but because Davis is a champ yeah
1: it's a learning curve for him He, he now he knows for the next oh, fights yeah. that he does a part because I know he's getting a lot of crap on right now
0: yeah. and I don't think that's cool man and because I don't think honestly so either. honestly, people that have never boxed before are all the ones talking the big smack Yeah. and honestly they have no say in that Yeah. you know what I mean yeah some, some people that are boxers and say whatever yeah, 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 yeah. But like, honestly, some of these guys, like, uh, you know, even Jay Z or whoever, you know, that was backing him up. You don't know nothing about boxing, bro. Yeah, like, no, yeah, seriously. you might you might have had been some scraps, but you've never been in an actual no, boxing like, match. It's like, a lot different. Like to me,
1: it's like, yeah, he lost, but it is a, le- a learning curve for him to know what he can do better. Mm-hmm. And he's a good fighter. Like I, yes, yeah. I have no no you know negative like negativity towards him saying like, oh, he you know he's done for. Like, no, I just no. think that's a learning curve for him to understand what he can do better that next round.
0: And that's the thing thing about him is, is he's gotten knocked down before mm-hmm. and he gets back up and he does it. He does it again. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is that he's he's going to come back and go, yeah. he's going to come well, back stronger. And us
1: as a Latino community, like, we yeah. don't we don't get, you know, we don't drop down and leave it like that. Yeah, like, we There's keep been, fighting.
0: Yeah, we get knocked down many times mm-hmm. and we get back up. We, we keep, don't We care. keep fighting. Let's so, do this. But
1: it was good. I mean, like, the pre fights, there was like, one that was oh, just they so. so They're so whack and boring. Oh,
0: my God. Like, I don't even want to talk about yeah, the names of like, 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 those two. It was so terrible. So, like,
1: that, for overall, I'm thankful that this main fight at least held up its bargain of the end because. It was just like boring, boring, boring. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was entertaining for sure. And and you know what? Um, you know, props to Davis. He he t- he took the dub, yeah. and and he and and Respect there's a reason him. why he's the champ. Exactly. And he took it. And Ryan Garcia, he's just barely coming up. And I think, I think he's got a lot more to prove. Oh, yeah. So we're good on that.
1: Yeah, for sure. But
0: uh, Ali Wong is dating... Um,
1: Bill Hader.
0: Which is a kind of a weird couple.
1: So I honestly... I thought it was weird for a second. But I do recall that after Ali Wong um, got divorced, like maybe not even half a year after... They actually did get together. Like they they had this romance for a little oh. bit that was very short and It's I, still an like
0: interesting combination. It how is, they met.
1: But at the same time Well, they're
0: both comedians, yeah, so they're I guess a
1: mixture. Coo- like cool yeah, I, I could love I them could both. see I could see that. But with Billy Hader, he's also um a divorcee too as well. And so I think with them when they had got together back in twenty twenty, I think they tried it and they're like, Well, I don't think we're both ready, or maybe Ali Wong wasn't ready or whatever that was. And so now that they're kind of both, you know, at this level, now they're dating, and I think it's super cool cool. I mean, it was like a random thing because I... I don't know why I thought it was a CGI. Like I just thought it was fake, or they were doing a film. Yeah, yeah. Like I until, until I was like, oh no, like they're, they're genuinely, dating, genuinely yeah. dating. Well, I mean,
0: in, in that in that uh, case, they do have seem to have a lot of things in common.
1: Yeah, they do, so. and and they're both, like I said, they're both very talented comedians. And she's actually, I'm um, going back on tour again because she had paused for a little bit when she was filming Beef, um, and she was on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel was telling her, like, you know, now that you're going back on road, you know, what are you, go, what do you want to learn on tour and stuff like that? Because now you are a fully new single woman the last time you were on tour you still were married to um to your husband her husband is still going to be her talent manager on the road and everyone's been asking like isn't that kind of weird like like your ex-husband's doing that but she like has told everyone that they've had this genuine relationship as friends too that she's like that guy has my back no matter what and like and I want him to be a part of that but also she takes her girls on the tour so she's like why not have both like both mom and dad be there that way if I'm doing my thing you know whatever it is and jimmy kimmel's like well do you, does your ex-husband think it's weird that like you're finding love again and stuff she's like no like like i said you know we're super cool blah 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 and jimmy kimmel's like well what if he picks up women on the road and her face is just like well i never thought about that actually <laughs> like that's actually that's a good question mm-hmm. and so jimmy was like well you know you're finding love your ex-husband has to find some love too but i think like to see their relationship i think it's super cool because you know sometimes divorces get really messy and ugly but it's always nice to have one of those good divorces that they still come out as friends and especially her ex-husband he's always been her talent manager every single time she's done a tour and so for them to not have him again that would have been kind of weird but I think to myself like now that Ali Wong and Bill Hader are dating is he gonna like tag along to these tours or kind of come and go maybe
0: they'll just do a a, a doubleheader tour
1: right I honestly would like to see the two of them do a stand-up together. I would like to kind of see how that would go about mm-hmm. because I love Ali Wong and Bill Hader. He's he's a funny guy too as well. Um, and in case you guys know who he is, if you guys know the show Barry, yeah. um, he plays the main role of Barry. Uh, he's also on
0: SNL. Yeah, on SNL too. But
1: you know, I know last weekend on our episode, um, we had talked about the rumors spreading around between Tim- Timothy Chalamet and Kendall Jenner. If they are dating, if they are not these dating. These are facts now. And huh? not Kendall, I mean Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. They all have like K's in yeah, it. Kendall those, Kyle, yeah. But it is factually true; they're actually genuinely dating. And Timothy Chalamet said that it's been very fun. Kylie Jenner says she's never had a relationship like this. But I'm just like.
0: It's weird. I, it's I, a
1: weird thing you, to me.
0: Well, I feel I feel for the guys that are like, dating into the Kardashian world because there's so much BS that comes yeah. along well, with it. Well then like
1: with Bad Bunny, like Bad Bunny kind of dating Kendall Jenner, kinda not, I don't know. He has started to kind of get Well people very, are kinda upset at him. Yeah, he started to get like he thinks he's all that now and it's like great, like you are cool, but like there's a level of you saying you're a cool guy versus you just being a prick about it. Yeah. And at Coachella, um he just like was going on these crazy rants just saying that he's better than everyone I'm like F Everyone who like says this and that about him. And everyone's kind of like, okay, like, once again, there's that s- silver lining of what you can, like, if you're saying F the haters, great, you know, that's a great positivity, like, to keep in mind. But also, there is that other hand where it's like, okay, now you're being a little too much. A little bit too And he uh, had Post Malone um, join him for a song. Oh, yeah, and he told him to leave. And he told was, him to leave. And, like, Post Malone still stayed, which shout out to him because he was like, I'm not going anywhere. Well, like, because also,
0: he didn't really understand what he said. What he said. But he was like, okay, bye. Yeah. He kept doing that. Like, kept <laughs> I was doing like, that. And I'm like, that's up. like,
1: that's, like to, like that's so screwed, especially Post Malone. Like Post Malone, I've heard nothing but good things about that guy. I mean, yeah, he doesn't—he doesn't, like cool he doesn't smell the greatest, but like <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. And so, like, seeing the interaction—don't be messing with my boy Posty. Hey, <laughs> you know what? We've got Only I can mess with. Yeah, we got actually. told he doesn't smell the greatest, and yeah. he knows that. Okay, yeah. but like, yeah, like he just kind of like was kicking me out, and I just thought like I don't know—that was kind of like a low move for me. And like, then he comes out with this song um, with the with this Mexican band. I can't think of the song right now.
0: Oh yeah, I just heard it uh, yesterday. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good.
1: It's a good song, but like, that's the thing. Like he dropped it as soon as everyone was getting mad at him and then everyone's like, you can't throw this song and then for us to still like... But that
0: song is fire though, low key, man. Yeah, it is. is. I like it.
1: It's called Un... X102 uh-huh. so like I, I have to like spell it out for you guys that way if you guys can look it up mm-hmm. but it's with um, Grupo Frontera uh-huh. and Bad Bunny and it's, it's a good song it's, I, it's, I liked it's, it a lot it's about honestly. a guy whose phone's you know phone's about to die but he wants to like say all these feelings he has left for this girl Um, but he dropped that as soon as people were getting pretty heated about him and I just I think with Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner I don't know if this world that he's entering in now he thinks like oh like you know he's I can do what I want yeah. and all this stuff and it's like uh, calm down <laughs>
0: yeah the, the Latino community could, uh, just as much as they elevate you, they could bring you back down.
1: Bring you back down and keep you, know you humble. It but keep you humble. Coachella 2023, <laughs> it was the year for Latinos. Yeah. Like, straight up, the man Becky of, G
0: was up there, Becky man. Becky G, G was there. there.
1: Um, Peso she has Pluma. a song, too,
0: with yeah, with Peso Pluma, uh-huh. which which I'm not a big fan of that style of music, Yeah, but I, I actually really like that yeah. song. The so video's dope. I
1: was like, I didn't know who Peso Pluma was because I I only know because of your mom. Your yeah, mom kept, plays yeah, the crab Yeah, because I, I heard everyone, like, in our family one day, we were all hanging out. Even my sister, who my sister- I never hear her listen like only when she's working and stuff but I never well, it's actually it's the new generation yeah. it's a new generation of I never Mexican actually say like oh there's this one song by Peso Pluma and so she started playing it and like He's not. He's an ugly guy. I'm sorry, he's but funky like, looking. he's a funky looking guy, and he looks like the looks villain. like Joe Dirt but well, Latino. He, well, he looks like the villain on Despicable Me with the yeah. orange tracksuit. That's, like, that's what he looks like. <laughs> he also looks like little rascals with the little boy with the hair and the glasses, and he talks oh, like this, yeah. like froggy,
0: froggy. You know what I <laughs> mean? But
1: first of all, we went to Joy and and I thought it was cool. I think this was a year for Latinos I I coming I love out, the performance. and I, I, I don't. Know, it just makes me happy to see. I know Coachella. I know they're using as us a, mar- a marketing aspect to get more people there, but I think. Besides that, I think it's so cool that Coachella has started to become very diverse. Yeah,
0: and I I feel that almost um, I'm gonna go ahead and give credit credit to uh, Los Tucanes de Tijuana. Yeah. Because every ever since Los Tucanes de Tijuana hit up uh, Coachella, yeah, then it seems like they're like, you know what, this is working. Well, yeah, because they're Let's like, we can Yeah, there. this money more, yeah. we can
1: make money. But it's it's a positive effect too, right? It's just because of being so diverse. And Gorillas was there, and Blink yeah. 182 was there, and Frank Ocean came out. Like, there's some great
0: performances. I mean, you can yeah. see a lot of them online. After
1: watching all of them. I was like, man, I really should have went to Coachella this year. Like, and this this only time I probably would ever say would go to Coachella just because I felt like that was a very good lineup. And Zendaya came out; she performed a Lambert. Like, and we got Fan Bam
0: down there. I mean, yeah. you could just be like, hey, can I say where I am? Seriously, <laughs> but I
1: think this is the only year that there was that much of a lineup. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And Kali Uchi's came out, and Tyler Crater performed with her. Like, Gosh, I love Kelly Uchi's. I love Kelly Uchi's, and I saw such her. a beautiful voice. Beautiful, oh she's gorgeous. Silky I'm in, smooth. I am so in love with her. Like, she's been popping up on my TikTok more and more because I think the more I talk about her, she's showing up on my phone. But like, yeah. I If y'all don't know
0: who Kali Uchis is, look her up. You're missing out on this. She dropped her video, her visual
1: for Moonlight, and Moonlight is such a good song. Um, But yeah, just Coachella 2023 this year was, it, it looked pretty sick and. I don't know if they'll do the same, you know, crazy line like that. Especially when Gorillas came out and De La Soul, they came out to, you know, did feel good. I just like I don't know. I thought it was such a cool, diverse styles of music coming together as one for this big music fest.
0: Yeah, I honestly got to say that uh, this uh, year in Coachella has had some really. Yeah solid uh groups yeah I, I think lineup. so too mm-hmm.
1: um but over the weekend i had went to go to the movie theaters very last minute because i was like i have to see this movie you got to talk about
0: this movie because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really sad that this this movie has bombed because yes, it looks great it's, to me it's
1: been terribly bombing to to the critics audience wise it's actually um 87 right oh, now great okay so it's picking up pretty but quickly but from what i
0: understand it didn't do good at the box office
1: no it didn't well so it's called renfield and renfield it has nicholas cage right I love so she's such a weirdo but just, yeah, just to me after watching him in his last film uh, when he's pretty much it's like a film about himself with yes. um, Pascal I can't even
0: remember the name of the title of that movie because it's so it's long it's so
1: long but after watching that, it made me re-like Nicholas Cage again. I yeah. don't know what it was. I just I was like, man, I have to watch more movies of him. And then Renfield came out and I was like, okay, this is perfect. So Renfield is about um Nicholas Cage, he's a vampire, and he is Count Dracula. He is Count Dracula who has a familiar who's played by Nicholas Holt, who is Renfield. And so Count Dracula, it, it goes all the way back to when Count Dracula, we all know the story of how he gets this familiar and blah, blah, blah. They're together for decades after decades. And in order for Renfield to continue being alive, he has to continue serving humans to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But he's getting to the breaking point where he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I want to live my life, but mm-hmm. I can't live my life without this guy telling me I have to do all these things. And Aquafina plays um, this officer named Rebecca. And so Renfield, pretty much, it's like a romance by him discovering that he doesn't need Count Dracula anymore. Like, he wants to live his own life. I have to say, like theater or streamer or not, either way, you can go about however you want to go. But, but you it's have a definite to, must it's watch. It's a definite right? must watch. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. My fiance, he genuinely, genuinely loved it. Like he wants to go back and watch all over again. It was hilarious, but the amount of goriness was like WTF moments. Yeah. But you <laughs> couldn't help but start laughing because you're just like, what's going on like and it's only an hour and a half film but within an hour and a half like they do so much in there and Nicolas Cage like him playing Count Dracula like it just made sense to me and it was funny because the other um the other day I was watching an interview between the two and them and um the actor who plays Renfield which is Nicolas Holt he called Nicolas Cage because they were doing like a game on this radio talk show and he's like on the phone with Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage is like oh you know I'm just laying in bed and, and he's like oh I'm sorry like I didn't mean to wake he goes no I'm just surfing the web you want me mm-hmm. want me to tell you what I was surfing on the web for and I'm like that is such a Nicolas Cage thing to say <laughs> know, is surfing the web and I with all this money kind of coming in he's already thinking about buying this like this classic car and I'm like dude you just got money right now you're already trying to spend he's it on good a car he's money though. he's terrible with money yeah. which on his last film of him (laughs) talking about himself you could see that he's not good at how he spends his money he's telling about it but you guys have to watch it like I said theater streamer, whatever it is like I thought it was a well worth watch film and I think that it's just so unfortunate that critics but critics have been like Nicolas Cage I think the last 10 years right yeah it's because he's
0: been making a lot of B movies and movies that are just kind of off Hollywood so when when that happens to an actor it seems like Hollywood's like oh so you're gonna go that route okay then you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, mess up your career we're yeah. gonna blackball you like we're, we're not gonna thing. do this like keep yeah. a good
1: engineer right yeah, 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 like you yeah. made that one film and yeah. then after it just like so it's it's
0: a bougie it's a bougie freaking uh community man it and is
1: but nicholas cage killdale's count dracula and renfield is a movie that i will always watch i'm definitely gonna watch it but the goriness yeah it's it's up there for sure but you're like a wtf laughing at the same time kind of funny so all right all right
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm into that i'm gonna do that so now the moment we've been waiting for <laughs> yes you know um you, you all Know this because we talk about this consistently throughout our show, and you know how big a fan I am of Tupac Shakur. And uh, there's some things that I honestly I didn't even know. Yeah, you know. Uh, but this is what's cool about this brand new documentary that is uh, put together by uh, one of the Hughes brothers, which is really crazy. Alan Hughes uh, is famously known for making movies like uh, um Meta Society* mm-hmm. and uh, *Dead Presidents* and, and flicks like that. But, al- but also. Famously known for having beef with Tupac. Yeah. Like they actually threw blows. Yeah. Like they beat up Alan Hughes. And 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 honestly, um, Tupac got in trouble for this. And the way he got in trouble for this is because he told on himself. Yeah. On Yo MTV Raps, um, Ed Lover was trying to get him to be quiet and not say what he like, what up. he did. I yeah, remember I remember yeah. that clip
1: too because yeah. he just kept going he's all, and going. Pop,
0: pop. He's trying to, mm-hmm. he's trying to cover his mouth and he's over here just yapping away about beating up Allen Hughes. That's yeah. how he got busted. That's how he got in trouble. And that is the key evidence that was used against him to get him in trouble. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward now, all these years later, 30 years later, and whatnot. And uh, so Alan Hughes is uh, in charge of creating this docuseries. It's an yeah. eight-part docuseries. At first, when we heard, when I heard about it, I was like, this guy's going to make this? Yeah. Like, this dude's a hater, man. Hate, hate, hate. But it all changed to the point right before this came out. They interviewed him on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And they asked him, hey, man, like, what do you think about people saying all this stuff? He goes... It'd be terrible of me to do this. You could tell if I was purposely trying to hate on him. Mm -hmm. Like, this is part of my story. Like, I've talked about this before. We all have a a, a part of our story, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Mm -hmm. It's part of our story that made us who we are. So that's basically what he said. Look, this made me who I am. This is where I came from. We were friends at one point. We got in a fight. That was it. Yes, at the end of uh, his life, we never made up. I understand that, but I can't hide the fact that he was part of my life and helped us, propel us to the point yeah, where we're at.
1: Everyone has enemies, yeah. and at one point, you were friends with that enemy. Exactly. Like,
0: and so he made this docuseries. And honestly, like, uh, I've only watched the first episode.
1: Yeah, because two episodes are out right now. Yeah, two now.
0: episodes are already dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, every, uh, An episode every week is going to drop. Um, but let me tell you, it's so good. Yeah. There's already stuff that I that I that I, I was watching that I didn't know. You know already, and I'm just like so intrigued. One thing I do know for sure is uh, Tupac Amor is is uh, a Peruvian uh, king, mm-hmm. and so that's who he was named after. Yeah, and uh, so this was a a, a, a person that was uh, well respected and still in history known. You know that he fought, he tried to fight off the fight off the Spaniards when they uh, they they did this, but they killed him, and they they you know he became a martyr. Mm-hmm. So then there was uh, Tupac Amor too the second yeah. one the second coming and the same thing with him he tried to come back uh, up and rise up and and to try to you know help the people of Peru and the same thing you know they took him out too and these were the incas you know the yeah. incas and so um so that's what the, his mom named Tupac after this 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 uh uh this king this Incan king and so the reason why she named him that this is this is the part that I didn't know the reason she named him that is because she wanted him to know from the get-go. She's like, I wanted him to understand that it's not just us black people that have suffered. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a lot of people that have suffered. And I want him to understand that there's there's suffering of all of all kinds with different different cultures and different people that have gone through stuff. So yep. I want him to understand that that it's not just us; it's many. So for him to have be empathetic for those type of of hardships and what brought us to this moment. So it makes so much sense where he came from because oh, yeah. we've heard stories about how um, when he would get in trouble, his mom would make him read like an article and then mm-hmm. ha- have to test him and but, stuff but like his that. His
1: mom was teaching him, yeah. you know, to understand the world. Yeah, right, because like. When we grow up, we're told a certain way of how the world should be. Mm-hmm. And you have to do it this way. If you don't do it this way, then you're wrong. And so it's very rare that you have people who raise you that will teach you of, yeah, that is that is the wrong way and that could be the right way. But here's other ways, too, as well. You have yep. to see it from the outside. Don't, don't heavily rely on too much two options when there is multiple out there yeah
0: to have a wider perspective mm-hmm. and she taught him that and she him that I, I think sure. it's beautiful i know she had her vices we all have our vices mm-hmm. and stuff and he talks about these vices that she had mm-hmm. and she was part of the the black panther party and whatnot but this lady was very intelligent yeah and yes she she fell upon uh some of these 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 demons mm-hmm. and uh um you know we have tupac tupac was 17 and the way this guy would would speak and his level of consciousness yeah was like above and Out beyond world, yeah. anybody that's at seventeen,
1: well especially in that era too
0: yeah it's it's a trip and see the uh um the thing about 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 Tupac is we come from the same generation, right we mm-hmm. came from the same generation, the same era, and i mean yeah he's he's older than I am, um but we came up from that era where where your parents would work so hard that they were hardly around mm-hmm. that they basically worked hard enough to take care of you and feed you and stuff whenever possible yeah. <laughs> but they were hardly around so we basically were left to raise ourselves yeah so that's what there's cousins that talk about this and how they were with tupac and you know you, you that's who that's who influences you or your older cousins yeah. like my older cousins influenced me my older uh you know um like my uh your your tia's uh our ex-husband, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, uh, Ralph. He influenced me, so I I was influenced by a lot of different youth. Yeah, not my, my not my parents. Yeah, but the youth that was around me, whatever they were doing, they were laying down the tracks to what I was going to follow. Yeah, but in that same moment of being just a, a a young person, not knowing and not being led by an adult or a person who's already been there, like we made our own paths. Yeah. And we chose to go this way or that way, and we became the people that we were, right? But yes, our, I, I believe that many of the people that in that era, our level of consciousness was a little bit different mm-hmm. than it is now, you know what I mean? And uh, it's so interesting to see him and and to hear the things that he says and and all this. And I know people uh, say this a lot about Tupac is that he was contradicting, but I mean, he passed away at 25. Yeah. like. I wasn't even making sense. Yeah, <laughs> at like that 25. time frame, you know what I mean? I I had my own business and everything, but I wasn't able to keep it together yeah. because I just didn't understand, you know, how to, you know, move forward because there was no template for me. Mm-hmm. I was ma- I was laying down the tracks for everything. Same with this guy. You know, and so like there's so many cool things that you're going to get out of this documentary and already like um, I made my peace with Alan Hughes I know that this guy is not gonna, yeah. is not well, gonna to me, it's not gonna do something like that
1: why, why would someone still hold that anger and waste all this money to produce this yeah. you know what I mean like I, I know there's people out there that would do it but like truly especially with someone like Tupac and, and I think it's really cool to have that we're now dialing in more on his life itself right because even to this day if you, if you bring up Tupac everyone's just gonna bring up the day he died and what the, the police department and all this stuff but it's like Let's not focus too much on his death, right? Like, he died and it was unfortunate, but let's focus on what he was doing when he was alive. Yeah. Like, what what did he achieve? How did his mom raise him? What did he go through with his mom? Because like you said... You know, she she wasn't the perfect person either, but she still taught him in a sense. And I was so like bummed out when they made the movie of Tupac, and like it just was such a like a down.
0: Yeah, it, it well it wasn't, put to, put to, wasn't put together. wasn't put together it because And his it was mom after passed she passed away. away yeah. yeah, after
1: she passed away. But I just like that we're now dialing in on what his life was because I just. Every every person that passes away, we tend to forget all the stuff that they accomplished or what they did. We just fixate on those last five years or whatever it is up until their death. And so with this, it's like we're really starting to see who he was, how he was raised to understand why he was the way that he was because for him you know by the age 25 the, the amount of stuff he knew and the confidence he had and the fact that he stood up for what he believed in and did not let anyone tell him any differently like that is rare to have that personality in those traits too as well so to understand why he was like that I'm sure he was cocky about it oh like, yeah he was yeah, he, yeah. People could we, we cocky. all remember yeah. in
0: that time frame uh, you know for us that grew up with when we were young yeah. and we were watching him do what he was doing like he was man he was just like, he was a rebel. Yeah, He was a rebel well, in so many even, even
1: his beef, you know, with him, him and Biggie Small. you know what I mean? Like, that that cockiness. Um, but I just think that with the Dear Mama um, the series itself, I think we are going to see a different side, but even more so what he was doing and his mom when they were actually alive in that time frame.
0: Well, yeah, and and here's the thing, though, too, is, is some people don't even know this, but they teach uh tupac poetry yeah. in colleges mm-hmm. like they, they there's there's classes on tupac yeah and there's the thing about him is his uh this guy is a multifaceted
1: mm-hmm.
0: artist of all of 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 every genre like it's so it's so hard to just say hey this guy was just a rapper yeah because or the, he because he wasn't yeah he was an artist in so many ways
1: Well, just like biggie Smalls too right mm-hmm. like I didn't start learning more about him until that last film, um, with Johnny Depp, who's like the detective, um, trying to figure out the case the murders between more so Biggie Smalls than it was Tupac. But like even watching that, there was so much I didn't know about Biggie Smalls. Like I just I was so fixated on this beef between them that I didn't really see what he was doing besides that beef itself. Oh yeah. Um and so like yeah, like showcasing those things too and I think it'd be interesting to kind of see how with this other series that's in the works right now, how are they going to portray Tupac?
0: Oh yeah, so you know when you get a chance, watch it on Hulu. Yes. Um, it's on FX as well. That yeah. is called Dear Mama. It's a documentary, a uh, eight part docu series on a Phoenix Shakur and Tupac and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Such a good uh, docu series so far. Watch it. Let us know what you think. But we got to get into this because Suge Knight,
1: yes, Suge Knight is working <laughs>
0: on something and. And let me first first off let me tell you this. Okay, I'm going to start off by talking about Chris uh, Carroll, which is one of the first responding uh Vegas officers when uh, Tupac uh passed mm-hmm. away, all right, when he was when he was murdered, when he was shot. And he was there to witness everything, the whole scene,
1: beginning and end. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know people and I remember even hearing uh these rumors and also believing it that Suge Knight had something to do with Tupac's murder. Mm-hmm. Everybody said this. Yeah. This guy straight up says there's no way possible that this guy had something to do with the murder of Tupac. He goes, why would he send somebody to shoot Tupac while he's in the same car and risk his own life? He goes, this guy was bleeding from the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Like there was blood squirting out of the back of his head while this all this scene was playing out. So he's, he's explaining the scene. He goes, yeah. blood was squirting out of the back of his head and he was freaking out and he says to the point where he he looked like he was in a in a state of panic yeah and he was like he looked like he wanted to start crying and he was like somebody help Tupac like get an ambulance he was yelling he was screaming he was trying to freaking uh he was worried about Tupac to the point where he was like about to break down yeah and he says there's no way possible that somebody who had something to do with the murder of the guy that got that got killed would act this way if he if he was acting this has got to be the greatest actor in the history of acting. So there's no way possible that this guy had anything, anything. to do with his murder. And so obviously now for fast forward all these years, we do know that the guy who shot him mm-hmm. was the guy that he beat up at the um, that they beat up at the, the casino. at the casino. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. And he ended up getting killed later, which honestly we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and say it was street justice. Yeah. All right. He got taken out because they weren't gonna let police officers, you know, take this guy through the court system and everything. They mm-hmm. just took him out. That's that's basically what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how it went down. So, anyways, now fast forward. Now, mm-hmm. Suge Knight is in jail. I mean, he's paid for whatever other things he's actually done.
1: Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Because he's serving twenty eight years. Yeah. He's not going to Manslaughter. Like.
0: But, but while in prison, he is working on something that honestly. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna watch it. No,
1: I, I am too. No matter how much I say anything, like, I'm still gonna watch it because I'm very much interested. So he's currently plotting out a 10-season TV series on BLK Prime, chronicling his life before, during, and launching the legendary label home to Tupac Shakur, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. And even though he's behind bars, right, because it's like, how the heck is he gonna make this series behind then? Uh, he wants to provide a voiceover, kind of like Ray, Ray Liotta's character Henry Hill oh, in Goodfellas. Good good fellas. He yeah. wants to kind of bring that to the different points of his life too. Now, I would be really interested to see his perspective on that, right? Because we've always, you know, Shug Knight did this, Suge Knight did this. But at the same time, like, what was he doing this entire time that all these things were happening? Because Desperate Records, there was so much crap happening from left to right. No matter what artist he brought, there was always something happening. So from his eyes, how was that being seen what was he doing about it and so season one is going to dive into Tupac's stint at death row until his death it's going to be fixated truly on Tupac and kind of that relationship with him and Suge Knight and then season two is going to focus on Biggie's presence in death row and bad boy beef that's going to be the second season or the second part and then season three is going to be about Shug's friendship that turns into a vibe really with Diddy. So you're going to kind of see that relationship oh. coming from the beef with, with Bad Boy Records. Um, and then season four and five will tackle Dr. Dre and Snoop. So it's going to kind of see how that goes about. Oh, so these rap. are actual,
0: seasons, actual not, seasons, not an episode? No, they're wow.
1: actual seasons that they're going to full on. 10, so this is really going to happen. Ten seasons in total. 10 seasons in total and that that's only the first five seasons wow. so then the other five planned seasons are going to dig into the NWA era and EZE, e plus the East and West Coast tensions the Crips and the Bloods and of course Shug's trial and convention so it's going to portray literally from the very beginning of Death Row Records all the way until kind of up till now what kind of where wow. that led to um, and so this show is already going to start filming in the summer and it's only going to stream exclusively in the fall on BLK Prime which is a network that Shug promises will leave his story intact no matter how brutal it comes across wow is,
0: i had i thought it was like a 10 no, 10 part series
1: seasons 10 seasons oh so my goodness seasons going to fixate on those characters and all those people who had an impact in death row records and he even said to like that like i mentioned like he is going to show all the raw details of what that was and at this point too like he even said too, like i'm going to share everything i did too because at this point what's the point i'm in jail i'm already serving my time what else is going to happen right after? Like, I ha- I, I'm i not going anywhere. Might as well throw everything out and let people know kind of what happened in the Death Row record. Dang,
0: so he's going to let out some secrets. He's
1: going to let out some secrets, and okay. he said it's going to be the most brutally and honest, honest series ever out okay.
0: there. Okay, okay. He's, he's got my attention. <laughs> he's I'm going to watch attention. it. Many people are going to watch it. I mean, yeah. I we mean have I'm not going to gonna
1: lie. Y- even if you're a hater or not, you're still going to watch it because you want to know how know. it's going to be portrayed, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's where, like, it's already starting off with Tupac, right? It's going to show kind of everything what Tupac got himself involved in Death Row Records.
0: You know who they should make play Tupac? Who? And we've talked about this, uh, the one that plays jazz on the new uh, Bel Air sh- series. Yeah,
1: he looks just he, he, he like do, him. He would do well. Like he, would I think do he could well. pull it and off. He's a good actor. Yeah, like, I, I, I love him. I think if y'all I, haven't
0: seen it, watch. Uh, look up Bel Air. It's yeah. the new show. Um, that's basically a. a, a a recreation, a retelling yeah, of the Fresh Prince drama. of Bel Air. Yeah, but there is uh, the guy who plays jazz, which is the DJ Jazzy Jeff mm-hmm. character. The guy who plays jazz looks like Tupac.
1: Yeah, he, I think he would do really well. His eyebrows, his eyes. Yeah, he like, looks like it, him. I think he he would replicate it quite well and stuff. But I am interested to see that, and especially with the Bad Boy Records beef, um, because the thing is, like Diddy. So Diddy just did a uh, karaoke carpool with Jordan. or james Corden the other day um and like i realized that they weren't really asking any questions about the bad boy era or anything like that more so like what he's doing now and i just think that there is so much from diddy's side that he doesn't want to let out because he was he did some stuff i know he did some Oh yeah stuff. everyone knows he's did some well they stuff. even
0: said that the, that there was a there was a hit he put a hit out on too yeah
1: Like, and so, but he, you know, of course he has the money to, he kept pushing that, pushing that, pushing away. But I am very fascinated to see how Shug Knight is going to portray that beef with Bad Boy Records and kind of what led to that right after. Mm. Um, Because there's things like that, like it's not getting talked about because it's, it's gotten shushed. It's gotten, everyone's getting paid to shut up and do all these things. Those people probably died already. Like there's so many things that there's not that truth coming out. So with this too, like, If Shug does this 10 series, like if he has this all laid out and the actors he's going to cast and the money and everything like that, as soon as it starts airing, what is that going to cause after?
0: It's going to be big. Well, I know he was saying that he wanted it to be somewhat like BMF, which is a a series that uh, 50 Cent um, is is put out. And it's a really good one, by Mm -hmm. the way. Um, But yeah, so I do want to see it play out Mm -hmm. and hopefully it is well acted and it's well put together and... uh, structured properly you know yeah. what I mean because I don't want it to be like some cheese ball like the Tupac movie
1: yeah well I'm sorry because uh, that
0: wasn't good yeah there's I'm sorry, maybe man. 10
1: seasons those 10 seasons better be pretty well, that's what good I'm saying. It, 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 it's
0: gotta be really good yeah. for them to already feel that they're gonna have 10 seasons yeah, worth of also this also
1: too who knows how long he's been working on this for yeah too, okay right okay. like he probably kept it very secret up until this moment where they are now going to start the filming Um. so who knows who knows how it's gonna be and I just I think it's going to be very interesting to kind of see with Death Row Records kind of what was going on behind the scenes that no one's talking about. All
0: right. All right. That makes sense. Um, so this show looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It sounds pretty good. And I'm on, I want to watch it. But it also kind of reminds me of a show that just wrapped up. And we were talking about – we've talked about this before a few times. The snowfall. Mm-hmm. Finally wrapped up. Yep. And I, me personally, your mom did not yeah, like it. There's the a ending. lot of
1: controversy on yeah. this season finale. But and I liked ended. it. I thought
0: I thought it was a very poetic way to end it. Yeah. I think that it, it is one of those type of episodes that is not glorifying the situation. Yeah. Yes, throughout the throughout the show, it, it has been glorified. Yeah. What the whole perspective of this. Well, I it think
1: was, it, it was a circle of life
0: moment. Yeah.
1: Right? From the beginning, uh-huh. what started in the beginning, and it comes all the way back around to that moment.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I, I personally liked it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, there is no other way. I mean, there is other ways they could have ended it, but the way that it was ended, to me, it was poetic justice, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, and like I said,
1: it was the reality of it. Yeah. Like how 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 would you glorify that moment? Like that is the reality of what all the stuff that this character got himself into and what caused and what was the leading towards that. Yeah. Because even like
0: it, it went full circle.
1: It went full circle, yeah. and so. It's such a
0: great show. If y'all haven't seen it, oh my gosh, you're missing out. No fault. Such such a well acted show. I
1: like when they don't glorify it. Like Mm. I just like the honesty of this is this is the life. This is what happened, and this is what they have to deal with. And I think that it it leads you just to kind of really start thinking about the overall show, but more so what what that life lesson was all around right and what they had to deal with and what they had to go through but i just know everyone like i've heard i loved it and i heard i hated it but i to me i like when they don't glorify those moments i like when it's a full honest that's what it is
0: yeah and i don't want to give out uh, any spoilers because honestly i really want you to watch this show yeah the best way to describe it is the circle life it just goes
1: back to the decision you make and what could lead to it and that goes back to what you did
0: but one thing i do want to say Mm -hmm. and i um Tiny spoiler alert, and yeah. it's not it's not uh, detrimental to the to the storyline. Yeah, storyline, but it was really cool what they did within the, that that episode. Is that um, uh, we we know that uh, the creator of the show was John Singleton, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know known for his breakthrough hit uh, Boys in the Hood, and then mm-hmm. just so many more. He's the one who created the show. And he passed away yep. during this show. I think th- during the fifth season mm-hmm. so when he passed away, or fourth season even. Um, so he, obviously, he didn't get to see the ending the and ending how this got put together. But you could tell it's got so much of the essence of his filmmaking, this show. Mm-hmm. If you if you lo- love John Singleton movies, you're going to love the show. Well acted, everything. But one thing that was so freaking cool mm-hmm. about this, this show is that there's a scene where some of the characters are walking through the neighborhood in South Central mm-hmm. and as they're walking around um he says uh one of the one of the characters says what the hell are you doing here he goes ah they're filming some damn movie here <laughs> and when he says that you look at it and there is the little the little ice cube little ice oh cube yeah doughboy and 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 uh, you know uh Ricky they're all there in this little area i was like <laughs> oh that's so that was my favorite part. I know. I'm sorry. I might have ruined that part for you, but yeah. you don't know where it's happening, but it happens in the show. Yeah. And I was like, bravo, man. Yeah. Bravo. I love that little, little tiny Easter egg that happened. But again, the whole show to me was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I love it. had an end. Mm-hmm. It had an end. And the way I think it ended was a great way to end it. Yeah. And I think it also does leave opportunities for uh, spinoffs, if they wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, the show is just good. Yeah. Uh, so if you get a chance, watch Snowfall. It's uh, you can stream it on Hulu right yeah, now. Yeah, all six seasons. All six seasons all are six already seasons streaming. Are up there. And it's trust me, it's well worth the watch. Snowfall is amazing, and that's what we got for you right here. Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: that's what we have.
0: Do you got any new music?
1: No, not really. No, no. Nah, we, we, been, we've been I've working. Been chilling. Lot. Yeah. yeah, I just been chilling. Yeah,
0: hanging out, <laughs> listening
1: to the same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, the same old, same old, <laughs> same old, same old. Pun
0: intended, because if you haven't heard the same old same old, but... yeah, yeah, if you haven't heard the same old same old. You definitely gotta listen
1: to. No, I don't, I don't. I mean, like right now with hopefully summer coming, right? Because it's like I think everyone's like in this phase of like tired of cold weather, just want the good vibes come in. Um, there is one song that I actually was hearing the other day that. It's a pop song, but, but I'll tell you what, it's a very catchy pop song. And it's Is it
0: Peaches? No, <laughs> no, it's not Peaches.
1: It's called Nonsense by Sabrina Carpenter. Okay. And that's a song that I know everyone's gonna be like, it's probably sounds stupid. Trust me, as soon as you listen to it, you're just gonna keep finding yourself listening to it's it over and over ride. and over again. It's, create the vibe right? it's a very, it's a very good song. I'm not right. gonna lie. And this is a new pop song, okay? This is not our usual hip-hop or underground. This is a currently what's trending in, in today's hit. so... <laughs> okay, and
0: then after you're done listening to that, make sure you listen to Peaches by Jack Black. Yeah,
1: yeah make sure you <laughs> listen to it. We gotta make sure he wins all the awards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> but that's all we got for you today. Uh, have yourself a wonderful week. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we really, really, truly appreciate everyone who downloads our episodes and streams it and shares it and talks about it. I Honestly, I just gave away... um I think it was some coffee, a $25 gift card to Boomerang Coffee uh, Mm -hmm. the other day. And one of the guys who won it, he says, Joey, Joey Bravo. I was like, yeah, what's up, man? He goes... Bro, I love listening to sipping Tea with Joey and Marie. <laughs> I love, I love your podcast. It's awesome. And I was like, oh, for real. Thanks, man. He goes, Yeah, it's a great, it's a great uh show. Th- you, know, uh, you know, thanks for the for the hookup, whatever. He goes, Yeah, keep doing it, man. I lo- loved it. Nice. I'm paraphrasing, of course, my man. If you're listening right now, you'll be like, I didn't say all that. I
1: didn't that. <laughs> say all that right there. But because of, you know, because of our downloads and stuff, this is where I mean we love doing this podcast for many reasons, but at the same time too, like we wouldn't be doing this if people didn't want it either exactly yeah
0: <laughs> so much love to everyone who listens to us uh y'all have yourself a wonderful week and we're out Yep. Yeah, right? bye peace